The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Well, before we uh, start with uh, everything that uh, we agreed to chat to Rolene, our correspondents from Israel. Rolene, I believe we have breaking news. We have a cyber attack. Well, we're still waiting for more details on this. It's just breaking now. So, unfortunately, I can't give you any more details okay. than, than what we have already received. Okay, so, all right, we'll uh, just see how events unfold. It's a developing story, as you've mentioned, Rolene. Once once again, Rolene, welcome to the show. Great to have you on board. Uh, Now that we've uh, settled down from celebrations and commemorations, rallies continue, pro and against overalls, 250,000 expected now. Tell us more. Well... As you know, because we have been speaking uh, on it at length, um, we have had a series of protests since the 7th of January this year. Uh, now, the pro-reform side are organizing their own counter-protest this afternoon. Organizers have said that they have arranged about uh, a 1,000 buses to bus people in. They are expecting about 500,000, they are saying. They want the uh, amount of pro-reform protesters to exceed that of the anti-overhaul protesters. However, there are quite a significant amount of snags in that many of the community leaders who traditionally would have supported this uh, uh, counter-rally are actually not giving permission for their communities to participate. So um, it remains to be seen how big this is going to be. Betelel Smotrich, the finance minister, is expected to speak, as well as the uh, justice minister, Yariv Naveen, who is one of the architects uh, of the pro-reforms. He has made his intentions very, very clear that he intends to to pass these reforms. So it remains to be seen. We do know that they are calling it the Million Man March. Flyers have been going around, but there are many who have said before they are uh, um, committing or, or guaranteeing their attendance, they have to speak to their rabbis. Now, there is a Haredi newspaper. Um, the newspaper have discouraged their readers to attend these rallies. So let's see um, what pans out. Mm-hmm. You know, at the moment, these overhauls, whether you are pro the overhauls or against the overhauls, uh, are causing tremendous uh, divisions in Israel society. Now from what you outlined earlier, really, indeed, it's early hours, you could say, early days. Uh, any statements coming through from the Prime Minister's office and uh, from President Herzog? We haven't heard anything from the Prime Minister's office today. Uh, we have heard from the President's office that are busy with the... Um, the negotiations with, with, with the coalition and the opposition. He wants to reach a, a, a situation where we do have consensus, which I think is what most Israelis want. We want to, you know, we understand that there are pros and cons on either side. And uh, the general consensus amongst people is, uh, this is the majority of, of Israelis, is that this has caused a lot of divisions, we understand, mm-hmm. 
from the pro-reform side that they want to see um, some changes, but we also understand from the anti-reform side that there uh, are proposed changes that could detrimentally uh, damage Israel's democracy as we know it. So the president has said he's committed to working day and night doing whatever needs to be done in order to to reach consensus. I wonder, one wonders what we're going to chat about on uh, Monday, come Monday, Rolene, uh, when we next chat about uh, all these... Uh shall we say, uh, moments happening in Israel right now regarding the rallies, as you've mentioned. Let's see now what will transpire until Monday. Really, let's move on to the, the Brazilian president, Lula, facing a backlash for saying Israel is created by the United Nations. Tell us more about this. Well, he was giving a speech in Spain, and uh, this was yesterday, and he made the statement that the United Nations created the state of Israel in 1948. So basically what he said is that the UN was so strong that in 1948 it managed to create the state of Israel. In 2023, it failed to create a Palestinian state. So that is verbatim from Lula's speech. Now, of course, if you know your history, you know that uh, the area that was known as Palestine, named by the Romans to um, uh, negate the names Judea and Samaria and any connection that Jews of the time had to, to this land, uh, they called it Palestine, and it had, you know, successive colonizers, the, the Turks, uh, the Babylonians, the, the Arabs as, uh, uh, we knew them before 1964. The term Palestinian only came about in 1964. We know that the area was then, uh, under British control. It was British mandate Palestine, and in 1947, there was this historic partition vote at the UN where uh, they divided uh, the British mandate in Palestine. They created several states, Jordan, Syria, we have uh, whatever, uh, and they said we'll create one state for the, the Arabs, one state for the Jews. The Jews accepted. Five Arab nations declared war, and the rest is history. So, um, Andre Lust, he is the executive president of Stand With Us Brazil, uh, issued a statement to rebut President Lula, saying basically uh, exactly what uh, I have just said. And, and he went on to say, as for a state for Palestinians, neither U the UN or other international organizations currently have the role of creating it, unless Palestinians and Israelis themselves come to seal the peace independently. Mm -hmm. uh, and we can't reiterate that enough. Um, this is a, a, an issue that no other uh, power, no other country, no other institution can enforce on Israelis and Palestinians. This is something we are going to have to negotiate ourselves. And let's just hope that dawns on the Brazilian president himself as to exactly you know, what that situation is, as you've just outlined. Roline, we haven't got much time. Let's uh, end off on some uh, good news, some good news uh, notes. President Erdogan honoring Israeli rescue workers for their help with earthquakes. Take us through that. Well, I think it was not yesterday, the day before as we were crossing over from Yom HaZikaron to Yom HaTzma'ot, I mentioned that President Erdogan had presented Colonel Golan Vach uh, 
who is the commander of the Israel's National Rescue Services. Um, he had awarded him a certificate of appreciation for the role that Israel's rescue mission had helped uh, to locate survivors and provide aid and also to recover the souls. Uh, our rescuers uh, never refer to, to them uh, as just Mm. As the dead, uh, we like to think that these were people who were once alive, they had souls. And um, Israel sent a, a nearly 400 strong delegation to Turkey as part of Operation Olibrand. You and I covered it quite extensively. Mm-hmm. In fact, we were basically, you know, giving moment to moment coverage. And um, we also can't forget that we set up our field hospital in Karam and Maris, uh, which was the only field hospital operational. And this is what Israel is famous for, uh, for our human humanitarian aid. There is an article in today's Jewish report about how we have really punched above our weight. But really, really amazing to see accepting on behalf of the delegation, the IDF, um, Home Front Command, Search and Rescue, Zaka, Magindavedadom, United Hatsola, uh, Fire and Rescue Services, Defense and Health Ministries, and all the NGOs, Israel Aid, Israel Flying Aid, and so many others that mobilized, even insurance companies, to ensure that we were on the ground in Turkey and also to Syria. We can't forget that Syrians were also adversely affected by the earthquake we sent in aid through third parties because we are still technically at war with Syria. So amazing to see uh, the recognition coming in from President Erdogan. Berlin, we've just about run out of time. Always great chatting to you. Next time we'll be chatting to you will be on Monday. Thanks so much for that roundup as to what's happening in Israel right now. Roly Marks, our correspondent from Israel, giving us the lowdown.